Joining us right now to talk more about healthcare sector is Brian Tankulet, healthcare equity analyst at Jefferies, and Lee Bull, senior manager trading education at Charles Schwab. Thank you so much for being with us. So, Brian, I'll start with you. I, I want your big picture, but within your notes, the part that really grabbed me, Walgreens is reporting next week, but scheduled a two-hour conference call, and there's speculation they could cut guidance. What is this about? Yeah, it was, it was Scott, Nicole, thanks for having me today, by the way. So, it was a little bit of a surprise when on Thursday last week, they sent an email to analysts saying, hey, you know, we, Put this in your calendar. We were doing our earnings call, but it's going to be an extended call. It's going to run for two hours. And so, as soon as that that news hit, the stock took a beating um, that same day. And the speculation is, you know, why would you do an extended call unless there's some bad news that you're having to announce, or you have to explain some strategic moves, um, you know, that have not previously been disclosed to the market. So, uh, investors are very jittery right now, and that's why we're continuing to see Walgreens, you know, drift down, you know, since Thursday last week. Do you think it could be any good news or an acquisition or something like that, Brian? Yeah, the only thing I've thought about in the acquisition front is that if they have a deal to announce, I mean, by SEC rules, they have to announce it within four days, right, to, or, or something along those lines. So um, if there's a contemplated deal announcement, it's you know, Thursday to next week, I figured that that's probably not the, not the case. Um, maybe there's a pivot in wow. strategy or a layering of, of new um, you know, areas where they want to acquire. I mean, it could be along those lines, but it definitely is a little interesting that uh, they're doing an extended call here, and it it, it has spoke a lot uh, a lot of fears among um, the investment community. See, this is why I like speaking with you as a pro because I didn't even know that. So that's something that's going to be on my radar now. Lee, what are you watching when you take a look at this group now that we have COVID, the pandemic behind us, at least to a certain extent, right? There's a couple of things about COVID. Um, number one, actually, I think COVID helped the industry overall in the sense that the public began to see again that they do life-saving drugs and not just the cost of things, right? It was really, so I think that helps the overall perception of the industry. But what really has caught my attention is what is in the drug pipelines and who makes them? And according to a lot of industry experts, there's like several billion dollar potential drugs in the pipeline. There's uh, Abecma for multiple myeloma by Bristol Myers. There's Lumacris for small cell uh, lung carcinoma, that's by Amgen. There's Tespire, which is another billion dollar potential drug for, um, that's for asthma, which is also uh, by Amgen. There is Altamiraz, now that's by AstraZeneca because they bought Alexion. Uh, that's a treatment of myasthenia gravis. So there's a lot of good things in the pipeline, but also, also, the big one of the big areas is monoclonal antibodies. And according to recent data, there's over 2,500 antibody products in the pipeline. So I think that'll be a big movement going forward. Very interesting, and that was something that we were focused on during COVID. We all learned a lot about antibodies, didn't we? Um, Brian, I know you were looking at both CVS and, and Walgreens, and you noted some of the recent acquisitions that both of these companies have been making, but you think CVS has a more uh, comprehensive healthcare offering. Is that your favorite name in the group? Do you have a uh, higher rating on that one than the others? 
I do. You know, I think that if you look at the CVS portfolio and the strategy itself, right, I mean, we've seen them acquire Aetna. So they got into the insurance, health insurance business a few years back. Uh, they just announced the acquisition of Simplify Health. And they've outlined a plan to spend between 20 and $30 billion between 2022 and 2024 to bolt on you know, strategic assets to make CVS a differentiated healthcare provider. So I think that will bring a lot of new angles to the story. It will help Aetna become a better company. It'll help the stores perform better. Um, and so we like that strategy better than Walgreens, um, which recently acquired you know, majority stakes in Village MD and a company called uh, CareCentrics, and then announced another uh, majority deal today. So uh, I think Walgreens is playing catch up to the CVS strategy, but I like the fact that CVS has an insurance asset built within the company, and right. that's one thing that Walgreens lacks. Right, and Lee, I'll give you the final say of the potential negatives. Anything else you want to add quickly? Well, of course, we do have the um, Inflation Reduction Act and the drug pricing and all of that. But I think that's kicking the can down the road a little bit. I mean, for like monoclonal antibodies, like biologics still have a 13-year window before a lot of those restrictions are going to come in. As far as the trading goes, you know, I was looking at the top 10 uh, pharma companies by market cap. And this year, you know, only three of them are up for the year. That would be Lilly, Merck, and Bristol Myers. So the whole group is not doing incredibly well, except maybe for those yeah, three. Yeah. Great to see you both. Brian Tankulet, Lee Bull, thank you.